remind people what's happening all um this is our homecoming edition episode real quick before you even start because i'm gonna just get this straight up and out the way anyone who's affected by any events that happened at Bowie state morgan state university during homecoming please y'all we are sending y'all love and blessings if y'all going to homecoming please be safe current students alumni visitors everybody please be safe be vigilant if something don't feel right Go home. It is what it is. Homecoming will be next year too. Okay, so we just want to send all our love and prayers to those people who are affected by those events, and do not let any of this get you guys down. Still go to homecoming, enjoy, come down, do your thing, but also please come home and be safe. In light of recent events that have taken place on these campuses, they have no reflection on the historically black colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. We stand behind our alma maters. We stand behind the entire HBCUs all across America and in the Virgin Islands. We are great institutions that uplift, motivate, and encourage young Black people to go chase their dreams and to tackle their futures. Um, I just want to say, I watched the interview with Joe Claire and he went to Morgan State and he was saying something he said I thought was real dope about how there was a group of like actual mothers that came into the school for students who couldn't escape or go home or, you know, like needed their actual parents. And those women were actually there to console and, you know, be like a listener ear and be an actual parent for those who whose parents couldn't get to them. So I just thought that was super dope. That's fine. That was dope. I love his morning show. I listen to it every morning. Shout out to him for that. I heard that interview too. And that was really like yeah. I love how they did that. That's how that's what we say. And like us black communities, we come together during the time of adversity. So do not let y'all do not think that the events that happen on camp these campuses reflect the actual universities. It is outside people, it is the neighborhoods that these, you know, these schools are in, unfortunately. But it has nothing to do with the university. It's literally the people that are outside the university. And they some haters. They mad because they couldn't get into these schools. You know what I'm saying? That's what that is. But you guys be safe and have fun at homecoming for real, because this is this is real heartbreaking for it to happen within two weeks of each other and both at Maryland HBCUs. Like that, that broke my heart for real. Like it really was like real sad for me. So, which I'm Maryland, is the states that are home to a lot of HBCUs, there's at least four or five with inside of the network of Maryland. So, you know, we want to send, like I said, that encouragement. But y'all, we about to shift gears a little bit up in here, and you know, we're representing three illustrious historically black colleges and universities. If you didn't know what HBCU stands for, for your Sorry, don't, don't, don't do my friend like that. Don't do my friend like that. Don't forget she went to four, baby. Four I just wanted you to get it right. I just, I just, my bad. Valley, Valley, Valley. I just wanted to put that out there. Two Master times. Hold of the ABC. Well, I know that's right. Okay. Just wanted to put that <laughs> out there. So I would like to y'all, like, what even led to y'all going to a historically black college and university? I swear to God, um, many of our peers growing up in New York, there is no HBCU in New York City. So a lot of people don't know that. Um, you have something that comes close, but no cigar. And so what led to your decision in deciding where you wanted to go to start your future academic career? So for me, it was high school. Um, I went to a small high school. So in the ninth grade, my principal, she actually went to North Carolina Central and she took us on a college tour. She went to North Carolina Central and it was two, there were twin teachers. One went to um, UNC 
and one went to Duke. And so they just took us on a college tour, the ninth and the tenth graders. Um, so we went to all three schools, but we ended at North Carolina Central and it was homecoming. So we went to the football game. We got and she was an AKA. Um, shout out to Mr. Mon. Um, and so we got the full actual like experience of like seeing the band, watching the football game, learning like all the songs, um, and you know, like everything that goes into it. And so for me, that just got me hooked. Um, I don't know about everybody else, but um uh, that was it for me. And I ended up going to grad school there. So tell them what school you went to. Tell them what the name of your high school was. Because uh, technically, my high school was like a HBCU. I hate saying the whole name is too long, but FDA three. If you know, you know. If you don't, sucks for you. <laughs> but uh, but nice yeah. like, no, I, I felt like I was to this pool too. As much as I was over there, I felt like I went to school. Right. Like... <laughs> oh, oh, we... like yeah, they did expose us to a lot. Maddie, yeah. Miss Maddie Monroe, what led to the decision for Dell State, the illustrious Dell State? Well, shit, I was going to fucking University of, I think, Bridgeport or something, like, because they was trying to give sis some money, but we had what went on a college tour to Dell State, and I don't know, I think I seen the radio station, I fell in love with that radio station, I was like, no, I need this in my life. Everything else in Bridgeport is out the window. Plus, it was real dope seeing people like me. Like, we had a little black boy giving us the college story, which me and him ended up being real cool when I got to Dell State. Um, and then just seeing everybody on campus, it was just like family. Like, I don't know. It was just something about the essence of it. Everybody was nice. Everybody was saying what's up to us and stuff like that, telling us about the school, or whatever. And I literally was like, no, I'm going to the school. Like, on that trip, I was like, no, yeah, no, this is it. I'm coming here. Like, I don't care what it takes. I was calling Dell State every day. Like, did I get accepted? Did you get my financial aid? What is going on? What is the status of my application? Then they finally, like, just called me. It was like, girl, you was accepted to the school because you don't call here every day. And I'm like, yo, thank God. <laughs> I did not care. Like, it was, like, the best thing that I could have ever did, like, the best school that I picked, because I had so much fun at that state, like, oh, Jesus Christ, bring back the memories, but, yeah, I fell in love with the radio, radio station, and then, um, my first two years, I had a radio show, yes, I will be going to Bowie State next year for grad school, so I'll be graduating from another HBCU myself, yeah, I, Dell State, like, I don't know, like, it just, it just left such a mark, and the first, the funny thing is, that is the slogan, like, leave your mark on the world, like, Dell State, you have left a mark on me, like, I, I, hands down, tell everybody go to Dell State, it's a totally different campus, like, you'll get a really, really, really good education, I got one when I was there, but I feel like now, it's, like, up there, like, top notch, you know what I'm saying, so, DSU, for those freshmen, you know, those little high school seniors that's watching, Dell State, Dell State, Dell State, just saying, so, yeah. for me, um, it's a combination of different things that y'all said, but I'm going to throw it back to very significant moments in my life. And I'm going to say one, my mama, shout out to my mama, because she would not allow me to send my applications to any TWIs. If y'all don't know what a TWI is, that's a traditionally white institution. She said, not my money, not my baby. So at the end of the day, when it was time for me to pick where I wanted to educate myself, my mother was like, you're going to have to figure out scrounge your pennies to go to one of them schools in New York. Otherwise, you're on HBCU track. 
And that was the name of the game. Since I was a kid, I love shows like The Cosby Show and I love shows like A Different World. They had really big influence over my life. I used to love the fact that when I watched The Cosby Show, they had a really big influence about the school named Hillman. Now, when we were all kids, I don't know if y'all knew, but I didn't know. I thought Hillman was a real place to go. I was like, wherever it is, I'm trying to get the something and throw it around Hillman College. But... Like, I'm sorry because I remember when I was 11 and my mother asked me what college I was going to. I was like, Hillman. And she's like, girl, I ain't a real school. I was like, oh. I thought it was real too. Yes. Yeah, got honorary Hillman degrees because that's what we no, thought. But it was really cool. And I know that on the coffee show, like Vanessa went to Lincoln and then they, they you know, they constantly referred to the character. Denise is going to Hellman College and getting that acceptance. And I thought that was dope. And just the emphasis and focus on education. Because I don't know about y'all, but I know at a very young age, by the time I was about 11 years old, it was set in stone that I was going to college and I was going to be educating myself. And since I had experienced um, my older sister, shout out to my big sis, Elle Jones, she was somebody who also paved the way in my family um, going into the HBCUs in addition to a few of my aunts, cousins, and different family members, but she put Morgan in my heart. And by that exposure of Morgan State University, my life was forever changed by making that decision. And I'm forever grateful for being a Morgan State Bear. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to hold you. Morgan was a thing, but I was like, you yeah, know, y'all not going to be referring to me as DJ's little sister all over this campus. I'm going to just pick my own school. Because, <laughs> like, I could not, like... My sister went to Morgan too, and she took a little break, but she loved Morgan more. I think Earl HBCUs is lit, honestly. But just for me, it was like, mm, you still know too many people that go there, and I'm I'm trying to like live. Like I don't want nobody like, oh, your little sister was coming up. I don't want nobody. Mm, we're not doing that. So I will see y'all at homecoming. Feel me? Let's talk you know, about. Bye. But you know what's crazy about that? Like real rap. I remember like I wanted to go to Virginia State University. I was VSU bound. And technically, they got the same colors. I wanted to go to VSU. And I was like, I had went. I did a tour to school, just like how we did the Dell State tour, everything. I was getting my little feels for different campuses. Checked out Howard. Checked out Hampton. And I was like, VSU. I'm about to sign the papers. It's it. I made my decision. Then I got a call from my grandma. And um, my grandma was very important in my life and very special to me. And my grandmother called me. And she was just like, baby, I want you to do something for me. And she was like, I want you to go to Morgan State. She was like, your sister started something and I want you to continue a legacy for our family. Do what I wasn't able to do when I was your age and I want you to go. And um, after that conversation with my grandma, I made a decision and I was like, I'm going to head to Morgan State. Um, I'm going to do this for the family and we are going to continue to build a legacy. And I love the things that my sister did and accomplished on that campus. And I love the path that I blazed and trailed on that campus too. Stuff that I accomplished. That's why because you were definitely going to VSU and I was going to Virginia Union. That was that's a whole fact. That's, that's a whole fact. You used to have them conversations at the cafeteria in middle school, like, yo, so and you told me you said I'm gonna end up in North Carolina when I go to college. And I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna be in like Virginia, something like that. And we knew that when we were little kids. So I'm so happy that it was instilled in us from being young that we had this ambition and this drive to go out and see the world beyond our city. And that's what's dope that all three of us had ambition to leave our city and to go pave our own trails out in the world. And that's what's up. 
Yeah, because going to a New York school is out of the question. Like, I don't care how much y'all niggas could have gave me a free ride. I'm not going to school in New York, bro. Like, it's too cold. Like, I'm over it. And I think what messed me up, because I was like, oh, I'm going to Howard. Like, I remember that. Like, I'm, I definitely remember saying, like, I'm Indian. They did not accept me. That like, I was like, oh, shit, where the hell am I going to school at? I was like, wait, hold on. Where am I going? Like, that was my school. So I think Dell State came in at the perfect time because I really was like, Yo, am I going to the University of Bridgeport? Like, for real? Like, do I really have to do this to myself? Oh, my God. Bedell State? Oh, my God. That tour was so much fun. Like, that. They, I don't know if they still do those tours. But, like, honestly, y'all, go on those college tours. Like, that's the only the best way you're going to get to be able to see the school. Because those tours are led by students. And you can be real and ask them all type of questions. Like, yo, what's the turn up? Like, what's the bad side about it? What's the down part to this? The one thing all of them did say was, like, yo, the dorms. It's probably the worst part about this whole shit. But, like like you're gonna be living on your own like you don't have no parents like it's nothing to worry about you know what I'm saying like that's the last thing you're gonna worry about is your dorm room but like hell no because Dell State we did not get no AC until like May when we was leaving and it was like yo it's hot in like March like what's good with y'all like y'all wildin but really do y'all college tours that is so important in order to understand the school and see it because especially if it's an HBCU like it's people who look like you there it's gonna be more inspiring for you to be like yo this is my school. I'm going to go continue and follow my education. So where is my, y'all? What was the name of your freshman dormitory? The name and like the nickname? Because if you went to an HBCU, you know, you had the name of your dorm and then you had yeah. the dorm. Western Hall. Evers. Western Hall. I and we ain't had no nickname. No. We, we called it, yeah, four 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 fifteen to be exact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bed by the window. Here ain't yeah. Bed by the window. Um, we ain't had no nickname. We called it something, but it had nothing to do with none of that. Let me tell you, y'all. They used to call it IHOP. And if I don't know if y'all know what IHOP stand for, that sound like some whole shit. I don't know what sound like. That's not Okay, so oh, that is what it was called the wow. female dorm. And I was like, and my goal after freshman year was to skedaddle from IHOP. I can no longer be wow. a part of that international house. I had to get up out of there. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, we didn't have, but they, we had them so like basically my dorm the year before I got there it was an all male dorm so when I got there only the third floor was all girls which is like kind of fucked up because like why we all love all our shit to third floor but that's neither here nor there so like I can't remember what the name was for Evers but I remember the all girls dorm which which was Laws Hole they shit was called Drop Them Drawers Laws and I'm like okay like I am not gonna speak because my freshman year, y'all know who went to school with me, and Shorty lived and dropped them drawers low. Like, I, and I know what I know is what I know. And yeah, they were, all the dorms had names, but I cannot remember what it was for Evers because, again, it wasn't no females ever. And like, anytime I mess with my I'm like, I live in Evers. They're like, since when girls live in Evers? I'm like, all fucking semester. Like, I don't know, like, where you been at? But like, it was just such a thing that it was girls living in there. But it was lit though. Like, it was none of that. Like, it wasn't like that in my dorm. Like, all the boys came upstairs. We was all cool. We was all, like, brothers. It was really, like, everybody was, like, brothers and sisters. It was just us third-floor girls. We was dealing with the older men. You know what I'm saying? So, we didn't really have that name for our dorm. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
how do y'all feel like y'all got to know people? I think like what the craziest part was, I remember like my freshman year coming on campus or whatever, like smooth. I just finished setting up my dorm room, got shit all cute. You know how you had your theme for your dorm room? You had to get the fresh comforter, how your shit all laid out. I didn't want anybody to um, teeth my shit. So, you know, like, <laughs> I remember like, in my dorm, right? And I get a little message. And at that time, I don't know, people was hitting each other up on like Facebook had like when okay. was in college. They had a little freshman college friend. on the Facebook. And I was getting DM like, yo, come downstairs. Yo, we about to be downstairs in the lobby or whatever the case is. We got a little show, like a little living room area that they had set up for us. And I was like, I don't know these bitches. Like what they what they asked me to come downstairs for. <laughs> Sound like I set up. So whatever, you know. I put on my big girl drawers. Everybody was like, oh, you know, come down in your PJs, kick it in your sweats, whatever, whatever. And I remember I met so many dope women who were away from home, just like myself. And we kind of clicked. We, I was able to click with them and meet a lot of new people. Some people I stayed really cool with. Some people I was like, mm, kiss my ass outside the glass. But, um, but some people <laughs> have really lasting impressions. And I like the fact that being away from home, I didn't feel alone. Being in New York City, we had a big group of friends that we were always around. In high school, middle school, the neighborhood, we knew everybody running up and down the block. So when you set out of your comfort zone, one of our biggest things was not to go to school with each other. But that was one of my things. I didn't want to go to school with anybody that I knew. I wanted a chance to start all over. And hitting that ground, it's crazy to say it, that I feel like I got a chance to do that. And meeting some cool people along the way allow me to feel comfortable in my skin because so many people felt like they couldn't tough it out freshman year is the hardest year for anybody going to college whether it's a hbcu or not so like just making it past that year you're already a victor but going into it the funny thing is you mentioned going to school alone and i think because all like remember all the whole friend group we all went on that school tour or whatever so like I don't really remember anybody ever really saying that they wanted to go to Dell State. So I think I was the only one who was like, yo, I'm coming here. Like, fuck the fuck, like, we in here. And then they go, and it was like, myself plus three other people. And I'm like, I mean, no shade, but like, y'all cool. But like, damn, like, why the fuck are we all here? So even myself, I had went to orientation. Like, my orientation, like, if school started the 28th, my orientation was like the 20th. Like, I was at the very last orientation. So we got to stay in the dorms and shit like that. Like, the whole, it was like two days. We stayed in the dorms. The whole orientation was fucking fire. I made a gaggle of friends. When I tell you, like, almost everybody I met there, I was cool with. But when I came back, it was only two of them. Like, when I came back for actual school, it was only two people. It was uh, everybody that we met. Nobody had their financial aid straight or anything like that. No one got any, like, housing details or anything. Like, nobody came. So it was just the two of us. I was just like, well, fuck it. Like, we're going to make the best of it. But at the same token, having those three other people that I had already knew, it was kind of lit because then I would go to their dorms and then I get to meet the girls there. One of the girls that they ended up hanging out with, she ended up being my roommate like the following year, whatever the case is. She was dumb lit. She had a car. So we was outside. Like, niggas was hype. So it did kind of work itself out. But at the same time, I would like try to separate myself from those people sometimes because one of those, one of those people were very like, I'm trying to be nice. But they was very, like, territorial, like, oh, you met her because of me, and da-da-da-da, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, we in college, though, like, I don't even understand, like, I don't get it, like, it's not that deep. So, the point that I'm trying to make is, like, it, 
So let me not even go too far into it. Going to school with people you know from the hood is like not ideal, in my opinion, because they get real territorial. They be doing too much. Like I had a little shorty that I was dealing with in college because we all ended up being roommates. Well, one of them left and I was roommates with the other two. And when my little thing thing would come through, the other one would be mad talking shit. Like, oh, he just trying to fuck bitch and I'm trying to fuck too. So what's up? Like, I've been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. So you know I'm about to go in, but I'm just, I just didn't like it because it was like, yo, it's fucking up our friendship. Like, I'm not going to want to fuck with you here or back home. So like, Shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I'm saying, bitch? Best decision ever is basically what you just said to me. <laughs> go, go to school alone. Everybody is your friend until they're not your friend. Everybody exactly. don't have the same goals as you, the same work yeah. ethic as you. Stay in your own yeah. lane. Be like me. Go everywhere alone. Honestly, like, I did not. Like, a loader. Yes, that honestly, I am the poster child for being a popular loner. Because when I tell you, I would be on the plots, chilling with the, you know, because all the plots is all the fraternities, sororities and shit. And I'm trying to get to know people because I want to join a certain sorority or whatever the case is. This is not a story I've never told anyone. But I, and I, y'all, if y'all know who I'm talking about, then fine. If you don't, fine. But a certain Listen. someone. A certain someone, I'm telling her, like, yo, like, I'm trying to get in with this this, this blue organization. Like, yo, like, I'll holler at y'all later. Like, I'll get up with y'all later. Then go start telling everybody that I'm trying to get into the organization. Y'all did make a very good choice of going to school by yourself. Did I make that choice? No, because I didn't know them bitches was going. <laughs> I didn't know them bitches was coming to the I did not know they were coming, like, I'll say it like this, like when it comes to making those decisions, especially as you navigate as a little young buck running around the campus, it wasn't easy. Like it's not easy finding yourself and discovering on your own. But some of my favorite, favorite, favorite memories. Now I'm an avid partier. I was an avid partier when I was in high school. I was an avid partier when I was in college. I was on the scene, baby. And um, with that being said, one of the coolest things is like how it used to be to get around, to get to the parties. And I was just having this conversation with Shay. I was just like, do y'all remember having the party shuttle buses that used to pick your ass up on the side of campus and take you to the clubs? Because where I was at, especially in the city of Baltimore, they used to pull up to your dorm. It used to be a, the yellow school cheese bus. They would come and get everybody. That's back in freshman year. If you went to Morgan State University and you knew what the vibe was with the clubs, you already know you was on that yellow school cheese bus where they were selling nutcrackers in the back. Shout out to the Brooklyn, because the Brooklyn Hayes always had the nutties on the bus. And it would take you, and if you didn't get back on that bus by like one o'clock in the morning, shit was click, click, closed. I don't know how you was getting home. But um, Ooh, that was Yes, and I probably went to hands down every major nightclub in the city of Baltimore. Hands down. If you knew me, you knew me, you knew me. Um, but I loved it because I felt like I always enjoyed having a good time and having parties and being a part of that experience. And one of the best ones that my school was known for, I don't know if y'all had like a standard party that was like an annual joint that everybody would fuck with. Ours was called the Sigma Sweat Party. If when the Sigma students sweat party, baby, somebody got pregnant that night. Somebody literally probably had to leave campus the next day because it was on and popping. So Sigma sweat party one year happened during a snowstorm and we were all like, oh my God, they're going to cancel it. It's the party of the century. They cannot, they let us have that shit during a whole blizzard. Snow, wow. snow to the ceiling. 
and we was up there getting lit, throwing it back, turned up, bottles up, having an amazing time. And I was like, it was no party like the Greek orgs doing their parties. If you didn't go to the Kappa Pajama Jam or the Sigma Sweat Party, you wasn't on campus, baby. So we had a party bus at St. Ogg, and these two know that ain't my thing. Never was. I'll go, and about an hour, I got to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't got time for the BS. But I don't got time for all that extra stuff. The dorm um, social. Like if that no, but I used to love those too, like the little kickbacks and shit. Those be the best parties. Like I don't like we like we did the like fraternity parties and stuff when it was like their month, like when they were celebrating like their anniversaries and stuff. Like one, like the one that was always crazy was the Kappa one, but the Sigma used to do the Sigma used to do like this overnight thing on the plots. And when I tell you baby, like Oh my God, I ain't never been shaking my ass so long in my life. Because when I tell you, we was outside from 12 a.m. literally till 5 30, 6 30 in the morning, bringing the fucking sun up, still outside turned up. These niggas is packing up, but we still on top of the damn benches, throwing it up in the air. And they like, all right, like the party done. Like, let's go. I'm like, yo, that is crazy. Like, and let me also add, I went to school in North Carolina, Southeast Raleigh to be exact. I don't know if y'all two know or anybody out there in podcast land know, but country people party different than city people. And I can't get with it. So I just, <laughs> I literally used to sit there, but I promise you all the Western Hall and I know all of y'all and y'all know who y'all are too from the second to the sixth floor. Damn. Y'all all, because the first floor was the lobby. So... I used to watch all these people get dressed up in their little country ass outfits <laughs> and Weston and Latham and Baker and squeeze their ass. We ain't had no cheese bus. St. Aug had a little bit of class. They gave us a little, little white mini shuttle. I used to watch all their asses pile up on there and they little, little country wigs and they little country outfits. <laughs> and <laughs> And they used to come back like they had the time of their life. And I just used to be like, I used to be like, y'all niggas don't know who the real party is. Like, because my sweet and stuff. Because it's also, too, you learn that I learned when my freshman year, I had way more freedom than some people did. So for some people going to college, that's mm-hmm. their first time getting a taste of partying. That's their first time having a chance of any type of freedom. So they go right. to every party every Monday and Thursday night. And so for me, I gotta pass these classes. Are you dumb? My mama gonna kick my ass. If I, you know, I'm watching all these people get C's and D's and and hey, hey don't be talking about the people who got C's. My first semester, and, I was and, and great is that they don't. The first one out the gate was a little rough. Okay. I'm about to say first, 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 first And these are the two, and these are the niggas that went to the parties. Exactly my I, point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it like this, right? Exactly my point. We always turned up before I had went out to college. And I was like, I wasn't fit to stop in a whole new state. I was ready to keep that ass. Twerk. But um You ain't learning lesson. I say, <laughs> I say it like right. this. Um, I always quote this as an infamous thing to say to people. When you're in college, you have major decisions to make. So if you're studying and you're partying, then you're not sleeping. If you're sleeping and partying, then you're not studying. There's no books. 
if you're if you're partying and studying, like I said, this clip, you got to do a combination. It's either two and one is going to suffer. So for all of the people who studied and didn't party, then they got a lot of their work done. You know what I'm saying? They got a chance to get some sleep. So you always played the gambit of what you were going to do in college. And it's about really figuring out for yourself what's new to you and what's true to you. So there's a lot of people who became Doherty Explorer and Diego when they got to college and that slapped them in the face. And there's a lot of people who everything in moderation. So granted, everybody who knew me, if you caught me turning up until 3 a.m., you also saw me up until 7 a.m. until classes start with my head in a textbook. So you had to decide what type of student that you're going to be when you in college. I ain't going to hold you. My, I have a my best friend, one of my best friends that she got on here right now, she will tell y'all, she was like, she would be asleep. And she'd be like, oh, but you really about to go hit that book and write that paper? And I'm like, yeah, she would roll over and be like, let me know when the food come. And <laughs> at that time, it was Stokos. Shout out to anybody who knows what Stokos is. Stokos is still slam in Maryland. That shit bust, bust. But um, you hit the late night delivery after the party. So she'd be asleep after a wing. And I'll be up crunching and busting out my work. Yeah, see, nah. Because the thing also, too, is what works for one person don't work for the other person. So, like, how that worked for you, somebody else could try that, and they get straight Fs. That shit's not working for them. Like, but, like, it just, oh, yeah, girl. My thing, my thing, like, right before homecoming was, like, midterms. So my mother would be like, yeah, listen, if them grades ain't looking what they need to be looking like, there's no money for homecoming. And I'm like, Okay. So when no midterm grades came freshman year, and I had like, I think I had like two C's and like three B's. And she's like, what are them C's about? I'm like, girl, you know me and math do not be mathing. And that class is at 7 a.m. Like, come on, like, come on, like, we gotta be real. Like, it ain't even got nothing to do with me partying, but that's 7 a.m. math class. And I'm like, I got Heidi Chung as a damn teacher. I don't understand what he's saying. So she got to let me slide. When I tell you, I begged for my freshman year homecoming because Nikki was at the concert. I said, mommy, please, like, this is my first homecoming. It's my first year college for me to even be popping out the bees like mom please like pretty please like she let me slide like od but anything else after that it was a wrap she was like no i'm not sending you no money if those grades don't pick up so it'd be stuff like that for me like grades or my freedom i'm gonna take the grades because i need my in order for me to be free i need the money to be free so let me go ahead and do my schoolwork and keep it pushing so i would limit myself i'd be like all right cool so freshman year i knew my class schedule was not it i said i'm not doing the three-day week classes not gonna work for me so the following semester, I would do Tuesday and Thursday classes, but then Thursdays would mess me up because we used to have taste lounges. Taste lounges turned up. Like, that is a pre-turn up to the weekend. So it was like, bitch, you going to class, you going to taste lounge. I guess I'm missing taste lounge, y'all. I'm so sorry. I got class. Like, I can't do this. But then my We spent way too much money for that seat for me to be missing classes. Anytime I used to have friends, no, be like, really? I ain't going. You ain't going. That's, a, that's thousands of dollars worth of a seat. I'm gonna have my ass in that seat. That's my money. That's nah. me. I was just, it was just that 7 a.m. class. I'd be like, it was know. some, it was some Mondays that 8 a.m. math. I'm not going. It is math. Like, so why do I have math so early? I'm not the fucking going. Day? Like, why do I pick that? I don't even like this class. I don't like the professor. I'm not going. I and I literally like, had a Chinese teacher, like fresh off the boat from China, so I didn't understand I shit. I had 8 a.m. bio, and I never forget that I had like seven a 7 p.m. chemistry class. And those used to get me whipped up, like, what are y'all doing? Like, seriously. 
8 a.m. was way too early to be going to do biology, and I swear to God, chemistry at night was torture. I felt like I was being whipped. I, I would prefer that over math. I love. I science. had an 8 a.m. I had an 8 a.m. sports law class from 8 to 9:50. Bet. Let me tell y'all. Every I'm Tuesday or Thursday. Freshman year, we used to call each other. I never forget this. Like me, you know, mad of us used to call each other freshman year about math because everybody felt like they wasn't gonna pass it. I don't know what was in the water. But math was rough. It was rough. Yeah, I don't and, know what the fuck it is in high school because that shit was not it. Let me tell you something. So in high school, I didn't like math, but I was in a good math class or whatever mm -hmm. the case is. So I caught myself trying to get the get Morgan with the jokes. I was like, y'all put me in remedial. I was like, please put me in remedial math. Like I just I don't feel like I have it in me to do anything else. Just put me in remedial. So he's like, you got to take a placement test. I was like, I ain't know nothing about that placement test, y'all. But you had to take a little placement test before you can get your classes set up. And I took it, and she was like, oh, you aced the test. And I was like, so what that mean? I'm going to remedial, right? Like, I can still go to remedial. <laughs> and she was like, you got to delete that shit off your schedule because you're going to calculus. And I was like, I'm going where? <laughs> Damn. What are you doing? I was like, Miss, I promise you, I don't know math. I don't know what happened on that. <laughs> no, I said, I just slipped my room and fuck out of here. I, was, I, was, I, was, I took that test. That was like the, that was yeah. like the first thing of school. And I, I was <laughs> Ooh, I'll party. How I pass this test? I swear y'all answer C or everything. I don't understand. Why did y'all let me pass this test? And when I ended up in calculus, I swear to God, I'm still cool with some of the girls that I was in that class with and some of the dudes. We was all locked in because we had some Russian dudes. I'm like, and he was like, you block kids. Like, I was like, why do you work here, sir? If you feel some type of way. He was upset with us. Like, oh, he wanted us to be, I don't know, top tier about our math. And I was struggling boots. Luckily, there was a nice little light-skinned boy who used to tutor me, and I'm saying this because he had this long, luscious hair, and he was so cute, and he used to tutor me and get me through math. So shout out to you, bro, because if it wasn't for you, I would not have made it, and that was freshman year. I was ready to pack my shit up because I could not do it. Yeah, no, I was already in remedial math, and that shit was not happening. Like, and I didn't learn that until middle of the semester. They was like, if you're taking university math or whatever the hell it was called, they was like, that's basically remedial math. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, excuse the hell out of me, cause shit, yeah, I'm hella remedial, cause I'm not getting it. But how do y'all feel about having teachers like, like the foreign teachers, like nothing against them, but like, how do you feel about that? Because like, literally, when I tell you my math teacher, he like had the thickest, thickest Chinese accent, and he would be repeating the shit, and we all be looking at him like, "What the hell are you saying?" Like we, and when I tell you, like the the lab for it, the entire class was in there. It wasn't even like, oh, it's just ten of us. No, all twenty five of us in the, in, is in that lab because nobody understands what this man is saying. Like, I don't know. are you kidding me? I feel like it speaks to diversity and I'm gonna be real about that because I feel like so many students go like oh so there's like okay put it this way going to graduate school is an interesting experience because when me and some of my friends were talking about it, we talked about applying to um institutions outside of HBCUs for graduate school and um when you would go to those interviews they would say things like what did they teach you in that black school and I was like the same subjects that were taught in other universities and I feel like there's a misconception that that everything is so fubu style to the point where there's no diversity and there's diversity to blackness and there's diversity to the professors who are part of the institutions as well as the students who attend. There were white students, there were Asian students, there were Hispanic students, there were students of different backgrounds. Granted, a vast majority of the people who attended were black. There was mixture. And I feel like having professors that reflect 
what the world reflects, which is a mixture of people. It just it's just like a little microcosm. So I feel like it's necessary because there's so many people who believe that in our institutions that we're just like only locked into each other and that we don't have the experiences that broaden our horizon that allow us to engage with other types of people. And that's bullshit. So yeah, I feel like if you're going to work at an HBCU, you got to be for the people. Don't come on this campus. Don't teach black children. Don't teach black young adults if you're not in favor of black people. Like that's the only way I feel like it shouldn't exist. You are black people. You need to figure out what to do with your accent because we not understand what you're saying. Like no shade. Like I, when I tell you, I don't understand like what that man is saying. I was just sitting in class, like filling the fucking seat because, like, God damn, like, sir. And then when we had the lab, we had like a black lady for the lab, and I'm like, so why you just don't teach the class? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, she's literally teaching the lesson over that he gave us in class, and it was just like. I had a professor that if you couldn't say his name correctly, you automatically failed. Like, he would fail your ass. And his name was Olubatui. And he used to be like, you got to spell that shit, learn it backwards, whatever. He was like, not Dr. O, not O man, none of that shit. He was Damn, like, oh, I can't you? call you Dr. O? Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> he was like, my name is Let me tell you right now, I watched how probably a good 75% of the class failed. I was like, I was like, how you say with the hola batui? Like I was like, sorry, if he just said that, I wasn't gonna feel that shit. I was like, I don't understand. I was like, I don't know about y'all. Y'all better learn his name. He said, learn his name. Let me. Okay, so we all had Friday. What was the Friday chicken day? So I think mine was Wednesday. Wednesday. That was Thursday, I think. Yeah, Soul Food Thursdays. Yep, that was fried chicken, collard green, and mac and cheese Wednesdays in the refat. Even during the week, though, during the week, we still had good food. Like, our food was dope at those days. Like, it was, oh, child, I definitely gained that freshman 15 because my fat ass was like eating it up. We had a checkers, we had fucking, um, damn, what was that other shit called in Conrad? I forgot, but some fly shit that make like. The bomb ass quesadillas, bomb ass burritos. Like I've been there. No, it wasn't Mo's. I think it was just like a it was just like a fucking like a spot that you can get like Mexican food at. Like I really cannot remember. But Miss D, if you still out there, girl, I still be getting the extra sour crizzle on my burritos. Like, bitch, oh those burritos. Yo, no burritos was so good. So like, especially on a late night after a good party, Conrad be open till like 2 a.m. So we stumble out the gym, take our drunk asses in there, and I'm like, yo, can I get a burrito? She like extra sour crystal. Yes, bitch. Yes. Like food was always good at Dell State. That's what I'm saying. Like when I just came back home, a bitch was fat. Like I was already fat, but a bitch was fat. Like I ate everything. What's so wild about that is I lost 20 pounds freshman. I'm gonna tell you something right now. I miss my grandma's cooking so much that I wasn't trying to touch nothing. Like, seriously, I survived off of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Chef Boyardee because... No, we had the old grandmas in the kitchen. The food, the food in school was good, but that shit used to give me the boo-boo skis, and I could not do that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what was in the food. I go, I'm going to keep it a buck. What was ever in cafeteria food used to roll a bitch sideways, and I could not do it. I was not eating it. I could watch everybody else be like, y'all want me to come to the cafeteria? I'm going to have to kick it with y'all. Y'all got to enjoy y'all meal. I got to go have something else. I can't be rocking like that. I can't. Whatever. The, there used to be a bathroom line a mile long. Oh, no, that's nasty. Like, literally after everybody left the cafe. So I used to be like, nah, I'm good on that. I feel like I came home slim and trim after that shit because I cannot eat the food. But yeah. when I'm 
the off-campus housing and I got my own kitchen. That's all my culinary expertise, the flick of the wrist came in the game. And that's when that, that's when I got I probably gained 15 sophomore year. But freshman year, I don't know. I was on a strike. I was not eating that shit. Freshman year, I was well, all four years. Anybody who knows me, I was not fucking with the calf. Like I go with my friends, I watch y'all niggas eat. I'm not fucking with this shit. Um hot pockets cookout. And freshman year, it was this spot on the corner. I can't remember the name of it, but the people that owned it just so happened to be from co-op, and which threw me off. And so, because you're just not going to Raleigh to meet somebody from Section 3. And so um, they started hooking my Philly cheesesteaks up with fries and all of that. Man, like that was the first time I could actually feel like my food sticking to my ribs. I'm like, this what this shit mean? Like, that shit was, man, what? I was hooked. Like, but that's what got me through freshman year. I was not fucking with no calves. Freshman through senior year. Nope. One no catch me. Yo, shout out to spots like that. Fuck with the calves on the school night. Outside of you going to If you in if you in Baltimore, Maryland, and you've been to Sunny's, you already know with the Sunny sauce. Sunny sauce is kind of like mambo sauce, but it hit extra hard. Um, literally, that was one of our spots right up the block from the dormitory. Was you had to go to Sunny's, Sunny's subs, Sunny's chicken. Sunny's fish, Sunny's everything was on pop with the Sunny sauce. And they just reopened this year. They just got their shit relaunched and everything like that. So if you in Baltimore, step on out to Sunny's. That shit in Northwood Plaza, you already know what it is. That shit is bang. I'm endorsing that shit. Nigga, a whole salesman. Like, <laughs> what? Sunny's was but see, they, my cat, like, in my cat, they, they, have, they had like all the people from jail that was in like the culinary program. I don't know what the fuck they told them to jail, but they were oh, shuffling it the fuck oh, up. Really? Like, you ain't lying. Like, Big Otis. Big Otis, dead ass. Like, oh, yeah. No, everybody, that lady, Miss D, I was talking about she was in jail. She was telling me her whole story. She was like, oh, I was in jail because I shake my husband because I thought he was touching my kids. And I was like, okay. That was like the culinary reform program. Y'all had that too? They was or cooking something. them. Them ex-cons was cooking. I'm going to tell you right now. They, oh. yo, they used to a food truck, right, outside of campus. Mm. And it, it was a whole group of ex-cons that owned this food truck. And the banana pudding and the crab cakes used to slap. We used to make orders from the window, have somebody go outside, go grab that shit and eat it in the back of class. I'm going to tell you right now, I support our rehabilitated folks because they was burning. They baby, the banana pudding make you want to hurt somebody. Yeah, freshman year was like the best year for food at Dell State, but then they like redid all the food programs and that shit was trash. Like definitely after freshman year, niggas is not eating that shit. Like I don't know what the fuck happened. They took away all the good spots that was in Conrad because they used to, like I said, they had checkers. They make them bomb ass chicken mouths, the motherfucking burritos, that other spot that was in the back where you can get the chicken tenders, the burgers and all of that. Then they made some shit called Austin Grill. They was making like, now don't grill wings as I like. The fucking burritos was terrible. The nachos, hell no. Like, I, this shit was dumb salty. I'm like, nah, y'all fucked up everything we had. Like, Dallas, they do have Chick-fil-A now. Shout out to y'all, because mm, we love us some Chick-fil-A. Love day. Let's get together and cook all our dishes for the week. Like, we had a kitchen in our dorm downstairs. So we, everybody would dead ass come down there. We all cook a bunch of shit. Everybody make a bowl, and that lasts us for like two or three days. And then it was so Thursday. So we'd be like, all right, cool. That's when we go into the cab. But my meal plan for like my last two years of Del State literally went unused. I told my mother, like, girl, you don't even got to pay for that because the food on campus is trash. I'm cool. I'll that's just cook my own. 
that's that's a bug. Like I said, I think after you do your freshman year, when you get used to it, you're like, I, I'm going to choose to go elsewhere. Because I was like, yeah, I learned it early on. Like my first month, my first month I was with breakfast. Though, I'm going to tell you right now, you pull up, if you ever up early and you actually make it to breakfast, breakfast in the calf can actually slap. I'm going to tell you something right now. You can get somebody to make you a little omelet or something. You can get it popping. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want no parts of lunch and no parts of dinner. I was okay with the student center that had other food. And like all of the off campus stuff, and Chef Boy D was always good for me, so it didn't, it didn't matter to me. I was gonna eat. Um, but well, that's why I hate hot pockets now because I felt like my sophomore year and junior year, I like lived off of fucking hot pockets. I, Let me tell you, I did then, not look at the hot pocket today. It like, was I, was, I struggled wanting to see it again, like literally. Mm-hmm. I can't eat chefs because of that. And let me mm-hmm. tell y'all what's another one my campus has Subway. I can't even look at a Subway sandwich, y'all. I don't even. I cannot stand Subway because Subway was at Morgan and people was ODC out for Subway. I no, I can never look at a Subway sandwich. Again. My shit was Wawa. Wawa is still my shit till today. Like, can't nobody tell me nothing about no good motherfucking Wawa sandwich. We used to, oh my God, we would take a fucking blunt walk because it's like, Wawa was like half a mile away from Dell State, but the, the shuttle would not go to Wawa, which was so dumb. Like, it, it would it'll go to Walmart, which is across the street. It'll go to McDonald's, but it would not go to the Wawa. It'd be like four or five, I'm lying. It'd be like seven, eight of us on one J. Walking that 20 minutes down to the Wawa. We all chilling, parlaying in front, cutting up, getting our sandwiches. Oh, and taking I would literally go in there and give me like three Wawa sandwiches because I'm like, yo, this is going to last me until Friday. Like, I'm not, I don't have to come back outside for no food for real. Like, I don't make these motherfucking sandwiches last. But by sophomore year, everybody had a car. So it was like, oh, we can go to Camden. We can go to Smyrna. Like, we out. We outside. We don't even have to eat none of this shit in the area. Oh, my God. They opened the Chipotle across the street. That was it. And the sophomore year, that Chipotle was getting all of my bread, bro. Burrito bowls on deck. Like, that shit I could still fuck with. But, like, no. Nothing else outside of that. Like, we, the fucking checkers, I hate checkers to this day. I don't care. I fucked them chicken melts so bad. I, mm-mm. Please don't give me no checkers fries. Don't give me none from checkers. I'm going to smack in your face with it. No, hell no. Like, don't give me a cup of ramen. Don't give me a pack of ramen. None of that. I need real authentic ramen. I'm bougie now. I can't eat that bullshit. Like, Since we all attended homecomings, right? And every homecoming is different from year to year, however you do it, right? So what would you say is some of the favorite things that you used to do during homecoming week? Um, honestly, my favorite thing during homecoming in general, well, once I hit a certain point, I interned in athletics, so we were homecoming. And Shout, shout out to Miss Kelly now, Doctor Doctor Kelly. Um, Miss Kelly was not playing with us. Like you had to be meet her at in front of Boyer at five in the morning. So you could think you're going out to party if you want to. That ass better be there at five in the morning so we could start the tailgate and all of that type of shit. She was not playing with us. We had to set up the football field and all of that. So, but for yeah. me, the step show was something I look forward to every year. Valid. Mm, I want to say mine was definitely like, see, it depends. Mine was, I agree, it was always a step show because the step show was always like, not the same, but you already know what organization is going to perform and you trying to see who's beating who from last year. But I would definitely say like the concerts was always my thing because it always depended on who came. Freshman year, we had Nikki. Oh my God. And the crazy thing is I was in the choir. So y'all know Sundays is always when they do like the you know little church service, the choir comes out and sing and stuff. I literally had no voice. 
like no voice. My choir director was pissed. He was like, so we forgot that we had to sing today. And I'm like, but it was Nicki Minaj. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's my bitch. So I'm literally up there like lip singing because he's like, I don't want to hear nothing from you. Like, your, your, your sick voice don't even sound good. Just go, go up there and finesse it and lip sing, please. And I'm like, or I could just sit this one out. So I learned that fresh me. I was like, okay, when you're a part of organizations, you cannot be like really wilding out. Like, you gotta like, you know, be cute, keep it cute. So I feel like I've been to all of the homecoming concerts, and that was used to be lit. The comedy show was always a vibe. So if you got a really good comedian, I'm gonna tell y'all one mm. year. Okay, so you had Kevin Hart one year. Everybody kind of booed his ass because they felt like he was repeating jokes from seriously funny. Everybody was annoying. Mm, what you doing that for? Was that Little, 2010? Little Duvall was at the comedy show one year, and Little Duvall had me screaming real tears. Like I'm not even gonna hold y'all. We usually get an HBCU lineup, which is pretty similar across all our school campuses. We see a mm -hmm. lot of the same people. And when I said the year the Little Duvall came in, he told this one joke about how if you all all the freshman girls out y'all here partying, he was like, most y'all gonna get pregnant and not gonna be seen sophomore year. And I probably was weak point at bitches left and right. Like, look at you. And, um, <laughs> I was cracking up because it was real, real, real funny. But I always thought like those were like dope lineups. Um, when I saw Rick Ross, when I saw Marsha and Roses, when I saw like so many amazing artists before they popped in the industry, Homecoming is famous for premiering um black musicians that will really get their play homecoming before they make their name for themselves out in the industry. So I feel like we get everybody first. There's so many people that I used to see hanging around campus. Um, low key, I don't know if y'all got to see other famous people at y'all HBCUs, like walking around campus, but it used to be a few that used to really, really, like, I fell in love with. Like, I love seeing Farrakhan on campus. Farrakhan always used to walk around Morgan State, and he would have all of the brothers, I swear to God, they had newspapers and bean pies and shit. And, um, <laughs> not for real, but it was a vibe because he always had a word. I used to be like, I used to be like pulling up a fair con, like, yes, my brother. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when Michelle Obama came on campus um one year and she spoke to all of us as students. I still have so many photos from that. That was freaking awesome when she was talking about her man with such dignity. Um, people like Nikki Giovanni, like a lot of like poet laureates. It was like really, really dope. So I feel like around homecoming season, we saw the greats come out. We saw a lot of amazing people come across campus, but I will say I agree with y'all. Like between a concert and a step show, that shit was lit to tit. Like so much fun. Yeah, we didn't get none of that. Saint Augustine giving us none of that. Doctor Suva <laughs> wasn't having it. Doctor Suva was the fun police. We won't get yeah. none of that. The best concert we had was Meek Mill. Senior year when Dreams and Nightmares came out. Let me tell y'all something about Meek Motherfucker Mills. Excuse me, PSA to old HBCUs. There are way more artists than Meek Mills. Because if I look at another homecoming flyer and I see that Meek Mills is performing at another homecoming, like there is no reason that why in 2022 Meek Mills was still performing at homecomings. Like, dog, like, come on, son. Like, we've seen you damn near every year. Dreams and Nightmares is, is a, literally a collegiate anthem. Between that and the swag surf, you was up there body in that. Imagine, I had my first year, I had Nikki Trey songs. And I think Fabulous. Fabulous is another one that be performing at all the homecomings. Like, dog, like, come on, like, get a new circuit.
So them homecoming concerts was always dope. Always dope. I think like the year Rick Ross went to everybody's school, that was the year that I got the help with the homecoming committee. So to meet that nigga, he was like, that's when this is when Rick Ross was like, big Ross, big Rose, like big mind, like, like real big. Like he was sweating bullets and shit, trying to hug people. I was like, oh, come on, Mr. Rose, let's just get you on stage, get you situated. But being a part of homecoming activities and like the planning and shit, that was always fun too, because it's like you get the behind the scenes, like, of the bullshit that be going on to try to get these people. YG was a lit year, and so was Jeezy. But I'm going to tell you, I was so hot during that homecoming year. Like, I fell asleep mid of the concert. I was oh, so just, just, like, mm, stuck, slumped, like, laid up in the back. Because, I mean, one thing about homecoming that I always appreciated is I always cut some really cool people around me. Like, I may have pulled up to different events with different people. Because you got your friends that party, your friends that chill, your friends that hit the tailgate, your friends that hit the game, you know. And I always like being around different people in college because everybody didn't have the same type of vibe. That's about the beautiful experience. Like, you didn't have to be a party for me to rock with you and hang out with you at the tailgate. We could pop a little bottle, get a little blue juice, a little red juice, a little purple oil. If you know the vibes, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, you can do all of that. And like I said, then I can hit the club with some that night for the party. Or I could just like, you know, chill around the dorms or whatever the case is and catch up with my people. So it was always like a mixed experience that I feel like you were having. Like, I would never trade all of the magic that happens at an HBCU during homecoming and even without homecoming because that shit is lit. Um, I know they used to order the bouncy houses, too, because we used to start this thing called spring homecoming that came up after homecoming in the springtime, and they used to have the whole campus turn into, like, a whole slip-and-slide bouncy house experience. Yeah, we had that, too. <laughs> we yeah, had that around 420. <laughs> Ours was around 420, and when I tell you, niggas was on campus like this, like, all day, like, what's good? What's up? What's happening? Like, niggas was blazed up. Like, like those, that, that spring homecoming, we didn't call it that, but, like, thinking about it, like, that, that would have been a perfect name for it. That was like um like that was just hands down like the great way to like start wrapping up the semester. Like, all right, semester we gotta it's crunch time. Let's have this last little turn up before these teachers start throwing all this fucking work on us for finals and shit like that. But yeah, that was oh, what a time to be alive, yo. Like, Real quick funny story. Shout out to my bro. He's a doctor right now. Like he just became a psychiatrist or psychologist. Like he was the weed guru. And when I call him the guru, he used to be able to like mechanically engineer anything into a bong, coconuts, bamboo shoots, apples, everything. He was the the weed brownieologist, like everything. Everybody know if he was on the first floor in your building, y'all already know that man was the mechanic. He was like he literally had everything set up on game to enjoy your four twenty experience. I used to be like, I I can smoke with you any day of the week because you're pimping my elevations to the moon and back. So I appreciate people like that because 420 at college was a movie. I've done 420 in New York City and doing it in Maryland. My friend threw a slumber party. We had a 420 slumber party in college. And for the three days, she kept us, it was like 420 weekend. For three days, we stayed in her house, like a good 15 of us with sleeping bags and everything. She baked all her food with weed. She cooked. We watched weed movies and listened to nothing but songs that were played by artists that celebrate weed. And that three days, I felt like by the third day, my lung was going to collapse and I no longer could tolerate weed. I had to take a break for a week. We all had to. It was the best 420 
hands down. Like that was like lived up. Shout out to my buddies. That was hey, so shout out to Wiz Khalifa because Wiz Khalifa definitely was like the weed soundtrack at college. Like every fucking mixtape he had was like, like every song was just a moment. Like damn, like yeah, like we rolling up because I used to live in the cut. Like in my dorm, like where you had to you had to turn mad corners to get to my shit. So he had a song called In the Cut, and it's like in the cut, in the cut, rolling doobies up. So like niggas would really chant that walking to my room, and then I'm in the room like this, like, oh, what's going on? Like they like this bitch already here rolling, then they start blasting the song. It's this other shit he got that's called up. Me, my homegirl, and her friend. We were sitting in his dorm. Mind you, his dorm was wild, psych- psychedelic. Like, he had all the neon lights, the little fucking glow-in-the-dark pictures. It's always the fun. The ceiling. So he turned the light off. We smoking a J, and he's just playing that song in the background. And I'm just like, wow, like, weed is such a beautiful plant. Like, why, why, where have you been all my life? Like, we all sitting and just having our own personal moments with the blunt. Like, yo, we love weed. Like, that song just elevated the whole moment. Like, so shout out to Wiz Khalifa. Kush and Orange Juice, that mixtape was Kush and Orange Juice. That's it. Between No Ceiling, between Travis Porter. Travis Porter. That was a vibe. I'm gonna tell you right yeah. now. Like there were so many bands to make her dance. Two chains was another. Why mm, one of my two chains? Mine. Professor Hodges, because I love Professor Hodges. She's a hard ass, but Ooh, she was so bad. She went to school with two chains, and she used to be like, "Uh, excuse me, like y'all ain't talk about nobody." Like, <laughs> and um, literally that I'm like the music that came out around that time when we were attending HBCUs. Is still getting played in the clubs today. Like that was an epic time for music, where mm-hmm. the party was lit. Like you could not deny. Chicken. Two trains, Walker, Juicy Walker. J, oh Wale, 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 what? Oh Dash, Travis Porter, yes. which, which I tell everybody, Travis Porter is the original Migos. Like Ooh, if we really want to go did. there. Um, damn, who was it? I even uh, get like, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Like, I was listening Drake to Pratt the other day, and yeah, I was Drake. Like, in the basement party, slow jamming some of Drake, like Trey songs, Trey songs, Trey songs, yeah, that ready album. Trey songs, yeah. Trey songs. I went to Usher's OMG tour <gasps> during no, college that year, and yeah, Usher came back and Trey Sophomore, songs, yeah, yeah. And when I, I ain't gonna you, hold y'all. When Trace they heard that Trey song blasting in my room, they just knew what time it was. Like, I would literally have, and I had the illest sound system in my freshman year. Like, you could be on the first floor and hear my music, and I would leave my music blasting all day. But as soon as you heard that motherfucking Ready album, they was like, do not knock on her door. Like, she, she in there, she, it's Pound Town. Like, just let her do her thing. Anyway, let me be quiet. For those who may not know, though, I will say this. That's where I'm at my baby. Oh, and Gucci Man. Gucci Man. Oh, Gucci Man is another good one, too. And stop forgetting my sister, Onika, because Nikki was definitely part of that little era, too. Like, she had a little mixtape. She was there. Nikki was definitely a part of that era. I mean, it was so like, okay, let me tell you how I knew I was in love during college. My roommate practically banged on my door, like, bitch, if you don't shut that shit up. Escalated very quickly. (laughs) I used to listen to Monica's Love All Over Me. That was my alarm clock. And it used to wake me up on my phone every morning. Love all over me played. My roommates would get up and knock on my door and be like, "Bitch, if you don't wake up and go to class, we so tired of hearing that shit in the morning." <laughs> yeah, but, um, I, I feel to. like that. And like you said, if your track, but if you was Trey Song, Sierra's body party. That's how you knew it was a 
it was a time to be had. Um, Kelly Rowland, when, motivation. Ooh, Shannon, come on, you taking me too far back. <laughs> you taking me too far back. <laughs> Talk to me nice. That's when partition and all of that came out. Dance mm-hmm. for you, like all of that. That was a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have any like um horror stories with any of y'all remain? I'm sorry, real quick. J. Cole. Oh yeah, J. Cole and Kendrick. Oh yeah. He started doing that. Um festival. Yeah. yeah yeah, he was definitely another fire one. But sorry, you I didn't mean to get any horror stories. Yeah, because y'all had said something about roommates, and I'm like, damn, son, this is reminding me of my freshman year. Yeah, 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 it was fucking it. worse. I wanted to go, hey, y'all, let me, oh, mm, I have roommate horror stories. We're about to get into this shit right now. Right, so coming to college, I'm dumb hype. <laughs> no, for real, I'm dumb hype coming to college, freshman year, and I get stuck with a 16-year-old girl from, I don't know, Nigeria, Kenya, Ghana, one of those places. But she was 16 years old and it was her first time at college and she ain't had no fucking home training. That bitch ain't had no home training. That bitch ain't had no home training. Okay. <laughs> at the end of the day, her mother must have said to her, oh, look, your roommate got a refrigerator and a microwave, so you got a refrigerator and a microwave. And she got a TV, so you got a TV. Oh. Right? Your mother... <laughs> your mother was <laughs> because nobody told her. <laughs> she didn't buy none of that stuff. So at the end of the day, right, I remember like she used to be using my shit, using my microwave, using my TV and shit. She'd be up there watching Gossip Girl and like, turn that shit off, go to BET. That she used to blow vibe. I never forget. I came back and my microwave was dumb dirty. Like I don't know what she was cooking, but it didn't smell like it needed to be cooked in my microwave. So I used to put a sign and say out of order. And then when she'd be sitting right there in the room, I would take the sign off, heat up my food, and put the sign back on. Just look at her dead out face. <laughs> Yo. Like no mas, right? So she used to have this thing where she felt like, oh, because we in Maryland, you could leave the door open. And I'm like, this is fucking Baltimore. And we go close the door. But she used to leave the door open all at the top. And I felt like people was trying to run into the room, you know, and boost different shit. That's why I used to have the computer locked. My computer used to be locked in chains at a desk. Like, y'all got to take out this bitch. That would get my laptop. So one time, kid you not, right? She leave the door open while I'm studying and some girls just storm into our room trying to fuck her up. They like, they gonna put the fist on. They putting the paws on shorty. And um, I was like, bitch, you should lock the door. As I sit there, oh, my bad, not moving. <laughs> in my books. So they picking up her laptop. They're like, we gonna break your shit. We gonna box up your shit. So I'm like, how long should I let this shit rock, right? Should I just let her get her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the worst, bro. I'm gonna tell you right now two things. Because she came from a place of a hot climate, let me say that, and she'd been in America long enough, we're not about to do that. Her family was Americanized enough for her not to be giving it up the way she was giving it up. She had the heat set on Africa. I felt like every day I was in Lagos. It was so hot in my room that my friends would be like, bitch, we cannot come here and hang out with you. Anybody drinking in your room? Because it's like Lagos air. Mind you, I learned literally at the end of that year, one of the custodial workers came in there and was just like, Oh, it's because she slid a board to block the AC from coming out, so it would always be hot. When I told you, I should let her get that ass whooping that was coming to her, because the lady moved a board and it got cool. I was like, I'm happy I'm moving, bitch. I'm happy I'm moving because it was so wow. hot. And me and her didn't have like beef. It was just like she was young and immature. So, and that happens because you're coming out. I was like, you're just a little younger than me, and you're very immature. And so, when I tell you, them girls was putting. 
he imposed on that girl. I finally had to get up and be like big sis and be like, all right, y'all disrespecting my shit. I got to kick y'all out of my room. Like, ah, uh, uh, before I have to fuck everybody up. And I had to walk into her class for a month. So that bitches would not touch her. I had to walk in the class for a month to protect this girl because she was young. And what I realized about her being young, I had to teach her about hygiene in college, how to do a lot of different things. Because being 16, I will say one thing, being a 16-year-old in college should not be a thing. I don't care how smart that girl was. She should have never been 16 years old. It allowed to touch a college. I was so happy getting other roommates, which that was a thing too, because I've almost fought that girl. So there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that almost ended in fights with me and roommates. We might have to not go there. But um yeah, yeah, yeah. Roommate horror stories. I have this. I have mm-hmm. Yeah, nah. See, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that See, my original roommate, I don't know what the fuck happened to her because me and her was chopping it up on Facebook and then when I got there, she disappeared. So I was lit. I was like, ooh, I got my own room. I was calling everybody. I was like, I got my own room. It's up and it's tough. Blah, blah, blah. And then like two days later, I came, yo, I came in the room and I look up. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I go knocking on my RA door. I'm like, um, Oh, they was like, yeah, we got like a last minute admission. So like you literally, it was like between you and another room. Like it was only two rooms left and she picked yours. And I'm like, why are you talking about that shit? Like whatever. All right, cool, whatever. And so she comes back. Mind you, if y'all don't know, I love Snoopy. Like me and Snoopy, that's my guy. God is headed. So y'all know what's real. Like I love Snoopy. So I had a poster of Snoopy from Johnny Park on my wall. So when she come in the room, she like, oh, it's a Philly joy. And I'm like, Bitch, no. Like, what are you? What are you talking about? I'm not from Philly. I'm from the Bronx, New York. Like, I don't understand why you thought. And she's like, "Oh no," because I seen a Donnie Park post. So I said, "I love Snoopy." And I just, <laughs> I was like, "I love Snoopy." Like, that's all it is. So, like I told y'all, I be blasting my music. So I told her, I said, "Yo, like, I hope you don't have an issue with it, but I like to blast my music. Like, everybody fucks with my music. Everybody, that's how everybody know when I'm home or whatever the case is. That's how you call it home. That's how everybody know I'm in the crib. So, like." Are you cool with that? So she's like, yeah, no, it's cool. I'm fine, whatever the case is. But one day I had turned my music on but forgot to turn it off before I left. So it was blasting the whole day. So everybody like, damn, bitch, I thought you were in your, in your room this whole time. And I'm like, no. I come in there, the bitch is sitting in there with pill, a pillow over her ears like this. Like the whole day just sat there. I'm like, yo, you could have just turned it off. She's like, oh, I'm not touching your stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. Like my fault, I ain't mean to leave it on. So. I told her very specifically, if you hear me blasting Trey songs, do not come in the room. Don't come in the room. Don't touch the door. Don't do any of that. Because I guarantee you, it's only going to be 30 minutes. Like, I'm not going to be that long, but just please do not come in the room. Not only going to be 30 minutes. You got to be realistic. This is not realistic. I'm not going to be long. Whatever Jenkins is referring to, yeah. I'm just saying, it was no marathon penis in college just yet. I mean, he was, but I was like, we in my dorm room in the twin size bed, like, Poppy, keep it quick, keep it cute. And the album not that long anyway. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's just like, I just, just for visual purposes, like, you know, I just, you know, in my mouth. So the door flies open and it's like, 
I'm like, um, you don't hear the music blasting? <laughs> like, so after that show, he was like, I'm not coming to your room. As long as she's your roommate, I'm never coming to your room again. Because it was like, she opened the door, but has the door wide open. So everybody's like walking past and seeing me. And I'm like, oh, okay, bitch. Like, thank you very much. So we had to sit and have a conversation. I'm like, listen, if you are having, like, if I'm telling you something, you're agreeing to it, like, you got to, like, be like, no, I don't agree with that. So then I could go elsewhere. I don't have to be in my room getting, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. So like one day I'm watching TV. Mind you, the whole, like maybe for like two months, I didn't have a TV or whatever. She had a TV, but I was never pressed to watch her shit. But she'd be like, oh, you want to watch TV? Da, da, da. So we watch the TV, watch the TV, whatever. So one day she's like, oh, um, I don't want you watching my TV anymore. And I'm like, bitch, I only watch it when you have it turned on. Like, I don't, like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, because when your friend was here, one of my friends that came in the room, and I guess when I left the room, my friend was like on the phone talking shit about her in her face. And I was like, well, I mean, that's not me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know that happened. Like, I told him I say something about it. But she was being real bitchy after that. So I'm like, all right, bet, cool, whatever. I got my own TV. I got my own TV. So I'm watching TV one day, normal value, like probably on like five, six. This bitch come and turn her TV up to like 25. So it's like, I can't hear shit on my TV. Her TV is on full bone blast. And I'm like, all right, cool. So then I started leaving my music on purposely. It would be all of me and my niggas in there. Like everybody I knew on campus, we all be in my fucking room. I'm like, fuck that. We gonna push this bitch out because she got the wrong one. She gonna be fucked up. So one night I'm watching TV. We both watching TV. She got her TV on full blast. Bro, when I tell you, I go to sleep at 11.30, I turn my TV off. Her TV is still on full blast. It's 4.30 in the morning. My Ari is blowing my phone up. She's like, I'm going to fucking find you. Why the fuck is your TV so loud? I'm like, yo, that's not me. That's, that's, I ain't going to say your name. I'm like, nah, shorty, like, that's not me. My TV off. I'm like, bitch, I'm in here trying to sleep. Imagine me. I'm in the same room with her, whatever the case is. So she gives her the final. So like two days later, me and all my people be in the room cutting it off. I'm telling them what happened. These niggas take like a little blade and they start slight, like they they fucking start cutting the back cord of her TV. I'm like, yo, y'all wildly like, don't do that. They like, no, fuck this bitch because she's trying to get people in trouble. She got this music, like she won't let you blast your music. Like she, when I tell you that bitch TV did not work, that bitch was so sad. Like she was just sitting in the bed laid up, curl, like, like in the fetal position. Every time she would come in to take a shower, she just lay up in the fetal position. So I'm like, bro, if you want to watch TV, it's cool. Like I'm not sure, I'm not tripping. No, bitch, fuck you and your TV. I'm like, okay, so um what you said? So like the following, so no for real, like what? So they did these like um like these evaluate like roommate evaluations like two weeks before school's over. And I wrote on that paper, I do not want to be in a room with this bitch. I wrote a very big and bold letters, like I don't even I saw Ariel, I say, yo, I don't even need to fill out this application, my nigga. I don't want to be her roommate. I'm not moving either. I was here first, so y'all need to figure it out. So it was this other girl from D.C., of course, that she got along with. I'm D.C. Mm-hmm, let me shut up. But she got along with her and ended up moving around the corner with her, whatever. And then me and Nicole were roommates. Bro, when I tell you after that, everything was lit. Like, yeah, I was ready to kill that. No, I was. So, like, I was trying to be nice. So, Shay, you didn't get to share your roommate horror story. Um... <laughs> If I tell mine, they gonna know who they are. All I'm gonna say is, you learn real quick in clock in college that everybody's raised differently, and you learn real quick in college. Don't play with me. That's all I'm gonna say. Very quick. 
very quick. Like, you put some stuff that quick. Like, niggas, like, hold on. I was, like I said, when it came to my moments, I was from the Bronx, and then my other woman was from Compton. And y'all don't even want to hear about how that fight went, but it was a whole thing. But anywho. That sounds very dangerous. It was East Coast, West Coast battles in that bitch. I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm going to play a little game with y'all. And you know what? I need y'all to help me keep y'all own score. Y'all got to add up y'all own points, okay? Oh, girl. Okay. (laughs) You Hillman College graduate games. If you rack up the most points, you get that honorary Hillman College degree that we all wanted when we was kids. This game is going to be infused with some HBCU trivia, some Black History trivia, and some Hillman College trivia. So if you know the vibes, you know what time it is. The first person to get the answer right collects the points. Make sure you tally your own points. Hopefully, I got a phone, a piece of paper, or something. Keep that shit right. Copy, copy, cool. All right, so the first question, my guys, okay? This is your host, just to let y'all know. (laughs) (laughs) And the first question is, what was Jada Pinkett's character, Lena, and Gina's fast-talking roommate name? Charmaine. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Come on, I'm going to say, fix my lips. I was gonna say a, I was gonna say a Charmaine line. I wasn't even gonna say her name. I was gonna say a line from that shit. But I okay. Wilding. For ten extra bonus points, what was her boyfriend's name? Lance. Yeah, Go no, get the money. Go get the money. Yeah, you said how many points was that? I'm sorry. Points. That's sixty points, friend. Sixty. Sixty. That's sixty uh, points. Six. So that means I have sixty-one. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> boom, boom. All right. What state? Was Hillman College located in Virginia? Virginia. Oh, Maddie, Maddie, what are you doing, babe? What are huh? we doing? <laughs> it wasn't Virginia. <laughs> wait, was <laughs> like, wait, it wasn't Virginia. Was it Atlanta? Where was that? It, it was. Shannon said that shit like 16 years before you. I thought because Shannon watched that shit till to, to this day. I ain't watched the fucking new man. I ain't watched it in a world in like two years. Shit. Okay. That's another 50 points, my friend. That's that's a 50. 50 okay. That's 101. Got you. Now this is a really you gotta you do gotta watch. You gotta watch to answer this question. Who played Jada Pinkett's Baltimore ex-boyfriend Piccolo? Tupac. That's that's fifty points. That's fifty points. <laughs> now, if you watched, if you watched, <laughs> they okay. There's a famous episode where they were celebrating Whitley Gilbert's birthday, the one of the main characters in the show, and they sung a song, and it was called "Happy Birthday" and the Fourth of July. I hope you enjoy your birthday. What? It was a famous black dish that gets served around the holidays. Was it A, sweet potato pie, B, bean pie, C, apple pie, or D, coconut cream pie? So happy birthday and the 4th of July. I hope you enjoy your birthday. What? Oh, I'm telling you, I don't know the answer to that. No, I don't. I'd rather just, I mean, I guess, but I don't know. Okay, what's your guess? Maybe a sweet potato pie, I don't know. Yeah, that's all I. 
All right, so that's bang. The answer was bean pie. Happy oh. birthday on the 4th of July. I hope you enjoy your birthday bean pie because they was keeping it black. Okay. Um, First of all, let me ask y'all something. Has any of y'all actually had a bean pie? I, never tried I, I was in Baltimore, so I did try a little bean pie. I mean, they was selling, they were shoving that shit down our throats. They was outside on the avenue. <laughs> Yo, shit is so nasty as hell. So why the fuck would I? Why would you wish me happy birthday and then tell me to enjoy my bean pie? I'm gonna be offended because those shit is not, those is not like appetizing. <laughs> Big question. Okay, what? So Whitley Gilbert was one of the ritzy black girls on campus. And we want to know how she got her wealth. What did her father do for a living that made them rich? Yeah, no, I forgot. Was he like a? Yeah, no, I don't. Oh no, a lawyer. That was um. The you get you warm. Warm. Wasn't he a a, a cop? Like, what's warmer than a lawyer? Like, what's no? Nah, like, he was what? a doctor. He was no. Shit's not supposed to come on. Oh, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. You saying a lawyer, uh, uh, politician? I don't know. Like, what's closer than a lawyer? Philip Banks, a judge. Wait, what you said? I tried. So yes. Oh, I yes. heard triple banks. I'm like, what the fuck is a triple bank, nigga? Like, Philip Banks. She said Philip Banks. Oh, see, because no, yeah, on my end, you've been cutting out this whole time. I ain't gonna hold you. So that's why I was like, mm, I don't know what she said. It sounded like triple banks. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to switch the questions up. So that was 50 points. Add your 50 points in. Mm-hmm. All right. At many HBCUs, there is unique tradition called a probate. What is a probate? When the fraternity or sorority come out and some shit. That's like, that's like a sum up. Like, it's like when they come out, pause. Yes, okay. Well, who's coming out? All the new pledges. Yes, there we go. Chantel, that's worth 100 points, Ma. That's a 100-point question. Go get the money. Okay. HBCUs often have rich traditions and rituals. At some HBCUs, there's a customary legacy walk where graduating seniors walk through campus in their cap and gowns. What's the point of this? I don't know, because they'll say do that shit. Yeah, we ain't had it. So for those of y'all who don't know, the legacy walk is very important. It's basically just giving the, the graduate a chance to say goodbye to the school. And I had walked in my high heels doing that shit. By the time I had my heels off at mid-graduation, throwing them shits over my shoulder, I was over it. But um, yes, that is the point of the legacy walk. Oh, well, okay. Dallas, y'all need to step y'all cookies up. I'm going to say goodbye to the school. Check. <laughs> I'll give you guys another hundred point question. What was the character Dwayne Wayne's famous accessory? His glasses. His glasses. I got a pair. Thanks, friends. All right. Take us that a hundred. So who gets the hundred? I said Shay, you get the hundred. Oh, because <laughs> all I heard was both of us say it. So you know, which HBCU is located in Washington D.C. And host a lot of famous people like Felissa Rashad and Thurgood Marshall. Howard. I'll say Howard, but fuck them niggas because they ain't accepting me. Yo. Like, I got I mean, I mean, They don't come in this weekend, though. We outside for that. Well, no, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They be giving it up in this Y'all, 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 y'all kind of tie. Y'all kind of tie with those points with that one, with that one. So I'm going to let y'all get 50p of each. 
thinks. All right. This HBCU located in Alabama played a pivotal role in the civil rights movement and was home to the Montgomery bus boycott. If you watch College Hill, you should know the vibe. Alabama State. That is 100. It's Alabama State University. That's a 100-point question, Shay. Tinks. Okay. Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the name of the cafeteria that Mr. Gaines worked in in Hillman? The pit. 50 points. Because at first I couldn't remember, honestly. <laughs> All right, I got y'all. This is another 50-point question, y'all. Oh, I'm sitting at a Parker's, yo. I'm all over the place. I, I'm all over the place. Oh, no, wait, I got to go on mute for a second, y'all. I'm sorry. Hold on. It's shoot here. We need a Parker's. <laughs> Since we got a quick intermission. <laughs> Brought to you by... <laughs> hey, hey, just, hey. just saying... <laughs> Hey. That's gonna come in handy for those um those lightning questions, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me get y'all with this one, right? She this HBCU founded in 1867 is located in Nashville, Tennessee, and is known for its strong emphasis on civil rights and social justice education. Which HBCU is this in Nashville, Tennessee? Tennessee State. Is it A, Morgan State, B, Tuskegee University, C, Tuskegee, D, Clark Atlanta? You said what? Wait, yeah, you cut out. I didn't hear the, all the options. Yeah, what? Okay. Is it A, Morgan State, B, Fisk University, C, Tuskegee University, or D, Clark Atlanta? Is that, oh, is that Nashville, Fisk? Tennessee? Say that again. Is that Fisk? No. That's Fisk that's University. That's Fisk it University. Is. So, yes, and you get the 100 points for that, Ma. Go get the money. Go get the money. Okay. Which HBCU located in Louisiana has a renowned school of agriculture and rich history of producing prominent African-American leaders like Thurgood Marshall and Meager Evans? Ooh, that Xavier? Or the other Hello? one? Yeah, no. I forget the name of the other school. It's the other one. Um, fuck. That's in, that's one in Louisiana. You said in Louisiana? Yep. Southern University? Southern, Southern University and AMN College. Yep. Shannon, that's 100 points. <laughs> All right. And then you guys get to rack up bonus points if you can answer questions about your HBCU. If you know the questions to answer your HBCU, then you get a collection of 400 points. Okay. Uh, I ain't been there since 2013, but all right. <laughs> all right. My tennis has. I what was, but we're going to get into these last little bit of helmet questions. What was Dwayne Wayne's middle name? You just said it. Wasn't it Wade? Ain't it Wade? No. no Dwayne Wayne is his Wayne is his last name. Wayne is his last name. Dwayne Wayne. Mm -hmm. Oh. 
Shit, Yeah. It's probably like D-Wayne. It's probably like Wayne or some dumb shit. Like, it's like something that's like a play off his current name. Like, I can't remember what it is, but I know it was I don't know. I'm going to tell y'all. The name is Dwayne Cleophis Wayne. Yeah, that's what it was. Cleophis? I don't even remember that. I don't know. Who the fuck is naming H.L. Cleo? Patty LaBelle used to say it all the time. And so shout out to, I don't know if y'all can see it in the background, but you know, I keep my HBCU favorite couple, Whitley and Dwayne up there. Had to show y'all that real quick. But um, what was Whitley's pet name for Dwayne while they were dating? What did she call her boo? Wait, what was the question? Um, what was Whitley's pet name for Dwayne in college? Oh my god, something stupid and annoying as fuck. That I can tell you because yeah, I, I ain't never. I know what his mother called him, but I can't remember what she called him. That's a good one because I know what his mother used to call him. Too. <laughs> That's the question. If y'all can't answer that one, I'm gonna ask you a different question. And then if anybody give y'all give up, yeah, because I can't remember. Pookie. Yeah, that was it. What did his mother, the infamous Patty LaBelle, call Whitley Gilbert every time she addressed her talking <laughs> to Dwayne? Heffer? Wasn't it like Little Miss Thing? Oh, yeah, it was Heffer. Yeah, it was Little Miss Thing. All right, Shantel. Shantel. You sure it wasn't Heffer? Heffer sound a little bit more familiar. It was Miss Thing. She used to call it was, her Yeah, Ms. she did call her Miss Thing. <laughs> So we're going to get into some famous questions that aligns with the schools that you guys went to and you get a chance to rack up on some bonus points. All right. So this goes down in history. What is the official mascot of Dell State University, Chantel? Motherfucking Hornets! All day. Dell State is known for its strong programs and what academic field? Um, uh, aviation. I think agriculture and their business program was pretty Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Last one for you to rack up the 400 points. What is the name of the renowned marching band at Dell State University? Oh, oh wow. What the, the, I think it's like the Silent Storm or something like that. Shit. It's giving. Oh, yeah. the Silent Storm. Okay. I know my okay. shit. <laughs> it's, it's the approaching storm, but I'll give it. I'll give it. Oh, the approaching storm. I have something with a storm in it. I couldn't remember. Like, damn. Okay. So you got 400 points on that one. All right. Oh. Off to my, my man's over here. So. You ready? What is the name of the athletic teams at St. Augustine University? What you mean? What's the name of them? What's the like, basically the name of the teams? What do you call like, Falcons. the Falcons? Okay. What is the official motto of St. Augustine University? It's something in Latin. Something in Latin. Yep. They say it in English, but there's also an expression in Latin. You can give me the English version or the Latin version. I, they used to tell us no excuses. So I don't know. Like that was fre- like freshman year. They used to tell us no excuses. So mm. all right. Where is Vetas Var Liberat, which is the truth will set you free. 
That is actually- never told us that. They must have just made that <laughs> shit up. That shit. <laughs> they never told us that, nigga. Is the truth will set you free. Nah, nigga. Wait, yo, homie said, nah, you just made that up, though. No. Nah, because they literally, like, freshman year, no excuses was the, for class of 2013, no excuses was what they told us. That's dumb. So you can scratch that for 100, but I'll finish it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I'll give you the last one anyway, but like I said, Chantel, she answered all three correctly. You'll get one bonus question. Okay. Which is renowned civil rights leader and educator who served as the president of St. Augustine University from 1933 to 1934? I don't know. She wasn't alive. <laughs> but it's a renowned civil... Girl, like, who wasn't alive? Who had no, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You know who I'm okay is? And you was the damn. <laughs> All right. The answer to that question no, is Paula no. Baker. Okay. And so know. I'll give you one bonus question, but it's going to be from my illustrious university, Morgan State University. You know, what is the name of Morgan State University's mascot? No, that's what she had. No, I don't know y'all niggas. That nigga named probably what y'all shit is a bear. That nigga named probably Grizzly or some shit. It, 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 it's a bear, and you you look at you. It's Benny, but yeah, it is a bear. <laughs> Benny the bear. <laughs> Benny the bear. <laughs> hey Benny. Benny All bear. right, all right, So, two black related questions because we went to HBC. We're gonna give a little black history. Which African-American scientist is known for his work with peanuts and developed numerous products using them? My man, G-Dub Carter. There you go. All right. That is a 100-point question. Who was the first African-American woman to win an Academy Award for Best Actress? Hattie McDaniel. Hell yeah. You can't do that. I'm about to look at Chantel. I have a drink. <laughs> You're an idiot, bro. <laughs> You're an idiot. Who said I have a dream? MLK. My nigga MLK. MLK got a street in every black neighborhood across America. Shout out to you, my man. Every MLK Boulevard. <laughs> Shout out to I every mean, MLK Boulevard. Add up your points, y'all, to see who gets the 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 Hillman degree. How much was that? How much was the, how much was the MLK one? That um, MLK question was another hundred point question. I got nine oh one. Yeah, I definitely got like maybe like five hundred. <laughs> like I definitely got like five hundred. Like I don't care. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, we got Shay is the honorary Hillman graduate. She get the Hillman College salute. She get all of the greens inside of Mr. Gaines' cafeteria. All of that good shit. And so Thank for you. y'all good folks out there who are enjoying, we're going to have a lot of laughs and a lot of geeks with y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to our homecoming episode 2023. Yerp. Let's give a big shout out to St. Augustine University, North Carolina Central University, Morgan State University, you know, and Dell State University, we doing it. DSU, I thought you do what? Sorry, all right. Let's go, Hornet Nation, baby. All 
All right. So thank you for rocking with us, and we love y'all very much. Support your local HBCU in your town, city, or shit. And if you're from New York, like we are, go outside of state. <laughs> the best decision of your Let's life. Somebody find a way to put an HBCU in New York, which would be crazy. But um, yeah, don't y'all come on. SUNY and CUNY schools is not it, y'all. No shade. We love y'all, but get outside, explore a little bit. But shout out to everybody who go to a SUNY and CUNY school. They just learn from me. Right, like I said, shout out. I'm the Black Doherty Explorer. Peace out. Ha, ha, ha.